Bo Bo Juno, bottom line sports show, master plan, flow, can cheat and oh, I take Jake Fosho, more professor knows when, alley you jamming, ten toes never fold out to win, the boys were better at. I need my hands, I just Let's go, let's go, street pro, street pro, street pro, bottom line, flow, canteen, hot take, take, and oh, sports professor, you know, you know, we street professor back again, it's game time, I la playa, no playtime, it's a play guy, cause we ain't talking about practice like AI, sports professor spit the best takes out like AI, Awfully intelligent, eh? I can't write mine. Rhyme citing your girl's DMs like Messi after the goal time. That was a triple entendre. Did you catch me rambling? Flipping Simone Biles, we the bottom line champion. Professor, I'm back, baby, like I never left. <laughs> Bottom line, flow, canteen, hot take, Jake and O. Yo, 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 what up, Bottom line, sports on a late night clip on a Tuesday. Tuesday night, uh, late night, bro. About a little, about an hour, about an hour late. But the reason, my friends, is because we all got life going on. And we got things to do. And uh, speaking of, I got a hot date tonight uh, that I just picked up. So I got about 30 minutes on this stream real quick before I got to go meet little mama and listen to some music. So uh, that being said, we appreciate you joining us here at the Bottom Line Sports. You got my main man, Canteen the Stat Man. Uh, And you got yours truly, the sports professor. Hey, hopefully... Hot take, Jake. Uh, will be joining in us. Five, five. Uh, in five. five, five. Uh, hopefully, Flo will be joining us, and then maybe even a little Clubber D for that loving tonight. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and uh, kick this bad boy off. Join our Facebook group. We have the most fun. We talk trash. We post sports news. We get it in. So join us at the Bottom Line Sports on all of your platforms. Go ahead and subscribe at The Bottom Line Sports. Again, The Bottom Line Sports. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple, all your podcasts. If you search Ball and Buds, I will have it up tomorrow. I put every episode up the next day. Also, go to Ball and Buds and subscribe at B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S on YouTube because Clubber D and I are going to have an impromptu combat sports special Thursday, we're going to do a fan Q&A and all that good stuff uh, to give you a little satiation. Questions to answer. got a ton. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of y'all been sending them in. So keep sending those questions in. Email us at uh, at uh, ballandbuds um, at mvpsmb.com. I also have a, uh, I think I have a Clubber D email, uh, which I need to find. Uh, but anyways, go ahead and uh, email your questions in or just send them to us uh, online on social media. And we'll uh, answer all your questions then again. That will be Thursday. And let's go ahead and get started, Joe. I think it might just be me and you for a little bit. But, uh, hey, NBA has been going wild. Easy, so, easy. Man, after the week where we had Embiid with 72 and we had Carl Anthony Towns with – or sorry, Embiid with 70 and Carl Anthony Towns with 62, then just a few days ago, 
we get Luca going off for 73 mm-hmm. and then we have uh um uh uh geez, Louise Booker why yeah, can Booker, I not yeah, remember Booker, yeah. thank you I don't know why I was blanking on his first name uh Devin Booker who had 62 and by the way let's give him a shout out because even though he had the lower total on that end he was named the uh western conference player of the week because he averaged 45 points a game and beat out luca for that so what do you feel about this increase in scoring can is this good for the game or is this bad with everyone gunning for as many points as they can get you know you got the celtics the bucks and 76ers are your top three teams in the east and the West, we mentioned the Timberwolves, Nuggets, and Thunder. They're the top three teams. But I'm a bit frustrated is what I am. Uh, I'm a bit annoyed. Here's why. These stats are starting to show us that we can no longer look at stats. And this is what I meant. Whenever you talk about these stats and we compare errors, stats are going to be blown by like no other. And it's going to frustrate me because people are going to eventually start sh- looking at the stats and it's comparable to the Joe Montana Brock Purdy take that uh, Clubber D tried to say last week when I was trying to tell him. No, it's a different era. This is what I mean yeah, with bro. the NBA. You can tell that the that the scoring is much easier. You can tell defense is not being played that hard anymore. It's ridiculous. It. No defense. It's embarrassing. It's a slap in the face to the NBA. The NBA that I used to know. You were going grinding in Kobe, Tim Duncan, KG. They're fighting each other every day of the week. It didn't matter what day it was. There right. was no, there was no resting. There was no nothing. Please, please, Adam Silver, get it to the way it was. Make these games worth watching. Yeah, I mean, I'm backing y'all up all the way. I'm I'm standing ten toes down with both of my boys here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. Um, and not only because of the fact that they're just trying to score as many points as possible, but as was mentioned by the two uh, esteemed gentlemen and colleagues here, uh, they're not playing defense. They're not playing team ball, and it and it and it and it, and it, and it permeates from the bottom up. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Let's take a, let's take for instance the Detroit Pistons, who lost twenty six games in a row at one point. in a row. With Monty Williams, who they just paid the highest contract in history for coaching before Spolster got his, uh, and has done nothing. Now, was he given a full cabinet? No. But he has enough players there that he should have a much better record than he does. Now, let's look at the opposite spectrum of this. Let's mm-hmm. look at the Bucks, who just fired their coach after a 30-13 and 13 record because they didn't me. have... Team cohesiveness was asinine. That that was crazy. I mean, why? Why would you do that in the middle of the season? I get firing a coach maybe after the All Star break, but get to the All Star break and then try to see what you guys are working with. Then you guys are building towards the playoffs and all these other things. But you fire him right in the season. I mean, do you guys think that uh, Doc Rivers is the answer for that organization? Hell no. That guy sucks. Long, long, long term, long term, no. But I do think he can win a championship this year. Short term, short term. Well, Omar, he hasn't won nothing since two thousand seven. Omar, but he's, he's still had stacked Boston. roster after stacked roster and not won anything. That's fine. It's hard to win. It's hard to win championships. You know that. Your Lakers ain't I can't won. Give him that break. 
Lakers getting Lakers getting they they getting pounded by the Hawks right now. The only thing the Lakers won was that BS bubble title. So I don't want to hear nothing. Get out of here. You're in the same position. That being said, it also ha- it also happens with the Celtics. The Celtics play ISO ball all the time. Yeah, they got Tatum. Yeah, they got Brown. Yeah, they play team ball cohesively. But I watch every game, and a lot of those games, it's just Tatum and Brown one on one, and that's it. And then the the rest of the team just sits there. And it might work when you have two of the best players in the world like we do, but it's not going to work when you have below average players like every other team in the NBA has. That being said, I agree. Adam Silver needs to do something about this. There's not really anything that he can do. I don't believe. I told you, shorten the NBA season. That's not going to stop per game scoring. Let me tell you this: if you shorten the NBA season, it's eighty. It's eighty-four games, right? Eighty-four games, right? Eighty-two. 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 It's eighty-two. You drop it less, and then not only this, I've seen, I've heard the drop it less. Here's the other part: I'm so tired of seeing the one and the eight seeds play. Very rarely do we see it. Yeah. I would do one through six and still have the playing tournament from six through ten. Okay. I got you. Right. And you right. got Come. now six teams. You got a shortened season. There's much urgency. You know you, these games are going to matter now. Right. And, and I'm telling you, they're thinking of the short term as in they're making money for more games. And, and, and that's exactly it, though. Getting they're they're going to they're make less money when they have less games. But hold on here. The NFL is king, and they have way less games. Why is that, though? Because they have so much urgency. And mm. TVs, uh, TVs, streaming a, services, very, very they pay the too. most money. I know fans do when they show up, but I promise you it will come back in the long haul whenever you really think about it. The streaming services are going to now want that urgency. Hey, man, we need the NBA this Tuesday night. If LeBron loses, it's going to go home. We're already right. in, in, in February, and he could be out of the playoffs with this loss if he's mm. 24 and 24. This right. is what I mean. They need to do it to where it's urgency, and I promise you it sets itself up. Same thing with baseball, I've always said as well. Yeah, you make a good point. Jake, you make a valid point, man. Absolutely. Man, man. What do you think about that, Ken? Yeah, I mean, if they shorten the season, man, and they, they condense it where the teams that want to play, the teams that want to win, the teams that want to get between one and six, and the teams that want to – Make make it to those rounds and make it to those to the to the semifinals and finals and all that. Then then they're they're gonna show their worth. But if not, if you keep it how it is, hey man, we can waltz around and we can just play a little ball up until All Star break. Okay, then after All Star break, let's kick it in gear. If you do what Jake has said, you can condense the season, make things work early on, and then you'll know who is what and what is what by you know by All Star breaking in before you even get to April. Mm-hmm. Just think, if you started the season around Christmas Day instead of October, oh, think man. of how differently it changes. The 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 NFL is already ending. You're now going to go into the prime of your uh, your league mm-hmm. coming February once the NFL ends completely. You have a right, span yeah. of three months to yourself because the NFL is gone. Yeah, uh, baseball is just starting. They're not really going to be yeah, much. They, uh, they'll, they'll there, there's April. no urgency from them. Uh, like I said, the 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 spring and summer months are there for the taking. You just got to take it over. I, I just wish Adam Silver would see it that way. You're getting no. I, I, I don't think that if they don't see it that way though, Jake, because I mean this this argument has been had before that they need to shorten the season to seventy games or sixty two mm-hmm. games or whatever it is, and I completely agree with you. I believe. That the urgency is not, not I believe, we know 
the urgency is not there because it is a long season and most of those players and the stars will tell you this from LeBron on down that ain't nobody kicking that into high gear until after the new year and usually after the Martin Luther King holiday the February ho- the February start after all star break after all star break but I mean that's your that's your casual NBA fans then you have the fans that barely watch it but they know the finals is coming up where the playoffs is I'm telling you, if you just shorten it, you'll get urgency. You'll get more people in. I think. How do you make? How do you make up for the money though? Because that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to come down to. So here's here's my thing. Here's my thing on the money. Here's my thing on the money. You you try for one season, and you look at your premier teams, your top two teams. Hey, we're going to schedule the Boston Celtics and the and and the Lakers on Christmas Day, or when you you schedule your big premier games. Like a, like a Christmas Day opening would be perfect, yeah. Yeah, or you, you schedule those games when it's conducive for the fans. Like tonight, the Atlanta Hawks are playing the Lakers. I like the Hawks. I mean, I mean, it's a sold-out crowd in Atlanta, but you make it conducive where your people that generate you revenue, like the fans that buy the tickets, you make it conducive for them, and then that's how you make your money back. Mm-hmm. Jake? How you do it? What I would, I'm telling you this. You would take it, like I said, it's a short term, long term thing. You got to look at it as I believe streaming services, right? But you've got a lot of right, but you got to think about the television partners that they have now. Their main partner is ABC and ESPN, ABC and ESPN, and then TNT. But come on, you don't think you shortening the season and you making it prime time games, Amazon doesn't pick it up eventually and says, Well, damn, this has to be all all these other now we're gonna need these guys to win because it's now or never. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, the streaming services are going to back up on the other side. I mean, I know they have NBA TV, but who the hell buys that crap? Hmm. Well, speaking of, let's let's dive in a little bit to this. So Netflix just bought WWE Raw for 500, uh, what was it, billion dollars or some craziness that I heard? Yeah, that was crazy. 500 million or whatever it was, some ridiculous amount of money. Um, but at the same time, Netflix gets a huge whole new fan base that is going to be tuning in weekly to their platforms and then probably stay afterwards to Netflix and chill. What do y'all think about this huge development? And after that, we will get into the whole Vince McMahon thing. It was a smart move. It was a smart move. I think early on, I think they've always started or I'll give them this. As in early as mover advantage company. is what you're thinking. Well, remember this 10, 10, 12 years ago, they started that WWE network, the streaming service, nine ninety nine a month. They started that early. That was my favorite. Started. I was on that every right. day. I was on that, that for hours. And it was, what's it called? Eventually they've moved on to where they're now. Peacock. On, like right now they're on Peacock. Yeah. But yeah. I think them being on Netflix would even help even more now because mm-hmm. it's even a bigger platform. More people have Netflix than they do Peacock. It's just Peacock. At, you just That's know true. that at best. So right. I think it's a smart move. I think since they, they've been bought by TKO, I think they're only going to go up. I think Triple H is one of the smartest men in there. I think he's always been a student of the game. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of his documentaries and watched what play the game. Yeah, he, he he really loves this stuff, and that's what you want to take. I know Vince, especially the trash things he just did is ridiculous. With that being said, he was a genius in his right mind of what he did on how he built this 
this oh, of course. network in general. Of course. And how no. this, this entertainment business is. Him building up the wrestling industry from where his father brought it from the territorial days is something amazing that would never have been accomplished by anyone else. But the fact remains I agree with that. that the allegations that have recently come out about Vince McMahon's behavior are beyond deplorable. They are disgusting. They are humiliating to the women that were involved. Right. It is it is sexual assault. It is sexual abuse. And whether it's acknowledged or not, and all these allegations, if everything that's said is true, Vince McMahon once, you know, a lot of people's uh, idols once somebody I looked up to as a businessman in the way that he did business is completely shuttered in the eyes of the world and the community and will go down as a complete disgrace yeah. if all of this is come out to the light to be true. So starting off with you, Kane, and then we'll go to Jake. How do we feel about Vince McMahon in this whole situation? Complete disaster, man. Wow. I mean, and a guy in his position and his power, his prestige and all that, you have to be careful, careful. Carry yourself as a professional. I mean, you have a multi-million dollar big business, man. Do I watch that WWE, WCW crap? I'll look at it, but I mean, it draws a different fan base. It draws a lot of people. It draws a lot of money. Matter of fact, man, I was in uh, Rochester, Rochester, New York one weekend. I went for a little weekend to go hang out, comedy club and drinks and stuff like that. And they had a big WCW fight, man. The thing that started like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, people were lined up at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon trying to get their seats and get autographs and do all the stuff like that. So I, I think it draws the right people. But if he's going to be the leader of the organization, you have to you have to be temperamental, have to be careful what you do and how you say what you say and how you conduct yourself in front of other people. So just try yeah. it lightly, Vince McMahon. That's it. Well, he's he's gone now. The oh, uh, official, official word is he had to resign because now that TKO has bought or Endeavor has now formed TKO, which is a U, uh, WWE and UFC uh, uh, banded corporation. Um, now that they have that, they're a publicly traded company. And so all secrets come to the light when it comes to a public traded company. And so Vince May had to be out because like Jake said, if Triple H and Stephanie are going to properly run that, if Dana White is going to properly run UFC, which by the way, Dana White doesn't escape from slapping his wife in the middle of the beach. We all remember that. Yeah. And yeah, White, he, yeah. he, he escaped with no consequences. Uh, but hopefully he does not have the skeleton in the closet that this man has because the rumors of what this man did to these women is just beyond incomprehensible. Jake, what do you Crazy. think? Yeah, I think, and honestly, it just looks horrible for him. Uh, it's ridiculous. You know, your legacy was kind of set as one of the greatest businessmen of all time, you know, yep. to build a company that people made fun of. I remember being younger and you, you get made fun of. You got what? made fun of for being a yeah. wrestling fan. Yeah, and I know. Yeah. Now to be global, they've built themselves bigger and bigger. And it yep. couldn't have been done without Vince. Absolutely, like you said. Absolutely not. But for him to do that, to... to it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's sad. It's sad. Um, and the the piece of shit deserves to, you know, if it, if it's true, he deserves oh, yeah. to just sit out and and yep. his legacy deserves to be, you know, it, it, it reminds me of that Sandusky case, you know. It reminds me of uh, Joe Paterno, how he they now knew he knew in the end of what was going on, mm -hmm. you know. 
you really don't know what's going on behind closed doors at times, fellas. It's Maybe sad. No, it's it, not. Not only is it sad, uh, but the problem is that a lot of these people that are in these higher up positions, respectfully to all the victims and everything. Yeah, though, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's it, it's sad. Is that is a case of power, and Vince McMahon had too much power. And he tried to exert that power over these women who had no control over their lives. And if, oh, if we get fired or we lose our job or he, he, you know, all these different things that go through your mind, you're, you're subject to their humiliation and their manipulation. I agree. Wow. What a sad case uh, of that. But he's gone. And you know what? Sorry, Vince. I don't care. If you did all that, you deserve to be gone, like Jake said. And honestly, you can go kiss my ass. And you, But if you're going to be that much of an asshole and treat people like that, then you're eventually going to get what you deserve. So that's uh, karma and that's life. Um, that being said, what do you all think about going forward? WWE now. I know, Ken, you said you don't watch it, but they recently had Royal Rumble. UFC is going to have their 300th show coming up. Bellator recently brought uh, bought out, or sorry, PFL, Professional Fighters League, recently bought out Bellator. All of these companies are merging together. How do we see this affecting the combat sports world, the boxing world, the MMA world? Man, I think, like you said, if, uh, I think Steph, you said Stephanie McMahon and uh, what's the name? Triple H are going to be running. If they're able to take the organization and not really revamp it, but, you know, there's already a blueprint for them to to do what they need to do. Just follow that blueprint and kind of enhance the the blueprint and find find creative and innovative ways to kind of fix what their father did. I mean, for her father to fix that kind of stuff and and do programs and different things for what her father did. I think Mm -hmm. they'll be fine. Jake, what do you think about that? I think the the end all goal, and I think I I like both sports. I you know I I watch I don't watch consistently, but I watch at times. What I'll say to this is, I think the UFC needs a little bit more help in the aspect of creating characters. I think they have a bad time of usually. When yeah, man, I wish Clubber D was here right now. I really yes, do. when they have a superstar like a Conor McGregor or even a Ronda mm. Rousey. You saw how intrigued people that don't watch UFC usually will just build them set, build the whole entire audience up. And that's the one thing UFC just has to work on. And I think that's why they came into contact with the WWE because what is the WWE about? It's about creating storylines. It's about creating stuff like that. So I think it was a, a, a conjoined effort. I think that's what the goal is. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually it will grow up. But now – I think once they try and dissect, I guess, uh, Triple H's mind, the WWE, of course, I think you do need to move them inside the UFC to try and build certain stories. Because some of these guys do have, you know, they might just be, you know, Mike shy or something. But some of these guys got to have a personality. You don't walk into that octagon without an ego of yourself in some way, shape or form, because you have to have that ego in you to say you can beat the guy in front of you. Yeah. So it's just to get them to blurt it out, and I think you get better, better product. You get a better story, and you get more fans. All in all, I mean, I can't disagree with anything that you just said. Everything you said was on one hundred percent. I think that the combination of the two is going to help. 
Obviously, as a publicly traded company, uh, everything is out in the open. But I think getting rid of Vince McMahon, I think possibly maybe even Dana White getting bought out of his position would be best for these companies as a whole endeavor. But I also believe that what Jake said is true. They should be establishing and exchanging talent. Uh, we've seen plenty of fighters go from WWE to UFC and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Look at Ronda Rousey. Look at CM Punk. Look at Brock Lesnar. This can be a mutual partnership that benefits all parties involved. Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. All right, brother, gentlemen. Where I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl right now because it's like two weeks out. We can talk about this. Yeah, man. I know you got a really? jet too, bro. No, it's all good. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to roll out, roll out. But I mean, I do need to uh, roll out at some point. So I just wanted to see if y'all want to talk about anything else. Before we well, I was going to ask this one. Go ahead. With what Lamar just happened, because now we got to talk about the losers. With what happened with Lamar. That's a good point. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, go ahead and do that. How is, is Lamar's legacy now, MVP Jake? To you. Well, you got to remember. The MVP is a regular season. That's what award. I said too earlier. And it, it sucks. Is. It sucks. But that's for every league. The NBA MVP, right? When last year, when Yoel Embiid went out in the first in the first round or the second round or whatever it was, right? Your MVP is no longer playing in the championship now. So how does that affect? Well, I don't know. What is your opinion on that? Affecting it. Well, th this is what gets me. Affecting his legacy, like you said. Somebody, my dad said this earlier to me too, and I really thought about it. Was this his best chance to do something? Was this his best chance to do it? Mm. Because you had a great defense. I don't think his wide receivers are all that bad. I get that you had backup running backs, but man, I, something about John Harbaugh's system always establishes a good running game. Yeah, that's true. I, I just, I don't know if this was your best season. I don't see the Chiefs getting any worse. I think that they're still looking mm. for good wide receivers, and they have the worst, one of the worst right now. I believe Burrow will be back. I believe uh, you got the Jets that can can show up. The Chargers like, got oh, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Was this Lamar's best chance to win the ring? What do you think, Cam? Cam, what do you think? This would have been his best opportunity to do it. This, I mean, I, I, all the cards were on the table, man. Now, here, here's what I think. I, I, I think that Buffalo should have beat Kansas City, and they didn't. I think, I think Buffalo should be playing for a Super Bowl this weekend. To be honest, Buffalo was the better team. They, now, they screwed themselves. They screwed of, themselves. They now, now here's the thing. The, 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 the Baltimore Ravens did not look like themselves, man. Top Monkey did like. I don't, I don't know if Top Monkey have a good game plan. He didn't have a good game plan at all. Oh, that, that, was, that was one of the worst. Powers. Like you just said, they always have a good rushing game under John Harbaugh, and they didn't run the damn ball. And this, they didn't run the ball at all on this game. This this was their golden opportunity, man. Now here's what I think. You as you just said, is that you got you got a uh, Burrow coming back. I, I don't think I don't think Pittsburgh is going to do much because Pittsburgh just hired uh, Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator from Atlanta, which I think is a, a idiot move, a stupid move from a from. From a Falcon fan like myself, man, so I You gotta give the guy a chance. Smith yeah, He had a chance with B. John Robinson. Get Kyle Pitts. Quarterback Oh my goodness. Can Get I do here, pie, on, can I do a pie chart with y'all? If y'all were gonna put a blame on a pie chart and it goes to a hundred percent, 
what would the percentage be fault the fault of the percentage to each person on the Ravens? Like would you do fifty Lamar, fifty John, fifty I mean seventy five Lamar Jackson? Yeah, like, well, here, who okay, would you blame the most say, on? I'll say seventy I'll say fifty goes to John Harbaugh, twenty five to the offensive coordinator. Um ten percent to uh Lamar Jackson and fifteen percent to the offense. That's a hundred. Nah, I got yeah, I got Todd Todd Munkin fifty percent. It's on him. His game planning was horrible. Uh, Lamar Jackson can only do so much with the weapons he's given. Uh, you know, did he have a great game? No. So I'll put twenty percent on him. I'll put twenty percent on Harbaugh, and that leaves me with thirty five percent. The defense did not have a great game. They gave up a lot of points when the they were dominant though, all year long. More flustered though, Omar. He was. What he was. He that was. Interesting to show that. Mm, I think every quarterback is flustered. Look at Patrick Mahomes earlier in the year. When he was very open to and throwing the damn helmet on the ground, Omar. Patrick Mahomes almost punched a ref. Yeah, he did. He did. What are we talking about? I believe, I believe if Patrick, I believe if Patrick Mahomes would not have gotten held back, I believe he may have done something he didn't want to do. <laughs> I'm not going to say he might have punched him, but he might have bumped him. He might have ran into him. I'm he might have got into his face. Playoffs. I agree. Everything's being I agree. It was it was it was a failure. It was a failure on all accounts of the Baltimore Ravens. They were in a prime position to finally capitalize on their first Super Bowl since Trent Dilfer in two thousand. And well, they won one with Flacco. Oh, sorry. Thank you. You're right. My bad. Twenty thirteen. They. You're right. Thank you. They did one with Flacco. You're right. My bad. Flacco. Yeah. Um. So their their first time since then, and it's the same. It's the same uh, blueprint though. Like you said, it's the same blueprint every time for the Ravens. A very impressive, uh, dominant defense, a game manager quarterback, a good running game, and okay wide receivers. And you're right, Lamar Jackson couldn't get it done this year. But it's going back to your original question, does that mean that I think he doesn't deserve the MVP? No, I, I think he deserves the MVP anyways, because I believe he had the best season. And that's what the MVP is—a season award. And he probably will get it. He probably will get it. No, he probably will. So will get it. he played the best. At who, the who do you think? So season. who do you think will get it, Omar? McCaffrey. Mm. I think Lamar. No doubt about it at all. Lamar's going to win the MVP. If it were me, though, if it were me, and everybody has heard me say this before on this show and many of shows, I do not believe that the MVP or the Heisman should be quarterback awards. I believe those should be given to the best player regardless of position. We need to get back to the days of Charles Woodson winning the Heisman. We need to get back to the days of, you know, uh, I can't even think off the top of my head the last time an MVP non-quarterback won. Can anybody think of that? Yeah, I have. I can't. It's been a while. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Are you telling me running backs and wide receivers and safeties and cornerbacks and defensive ends are not valuable? Aaron Donald was the most valuable player on the in the league for three years. Why did he win the MVP? Yeah. Let me ask this one. Let me ask this one to just now set, send us. And I know you got to leave soon, no more. Yeah, yeah. I got a jet in like ten minutes. So. Okay. Here's my next one. This is the Lions one. Ben Johnson just got re-signed, and I knew this was going to happen because if you I really look at Seattle and Commanders were the only teams left, which they absolutely both 
Ha- they're both projects, and I think Ben Johnson deserves better than a project like that. Correct. Mm, I, agree. I agree. My question to you is, do the Lions have another shot? Flo tried to say some bull crap last <laughs> week and saying this is it. They got no more chances. Jared Goff is done. By the way, Flo, you sounded like an idiot. I could tell you've been hit in the head a few times. But come uh, on. Dang. Hey, no he, he, had the, he had the gas mask treatment when he was in the field. Hey, y'all, go ahead and check out uh, Ball and Budge on YouTube because I, I, I put out uh, about 10 minutes ago, right before we went on, I put out the highlights from 104, episode 104, and boy, are they hilarious. We we get on Flo all the all, whole time. It's great. Flo, you are ridiculous. I agree with Hot Take Jake. Um, this, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think no. of the Lions? I, I, I think that the Lions are a good team for the future. I don't think they're done. Now, 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 we all know in the NFL, it is very, very, very hard to not only repeat as a champion, but to even get back to that position. So, I'm sorry to say this, Ken. Cover your ears, earmuffs. Boom. We remember the Falcons, right? 28-3. to They've never been back since. Right. Right. The Patriots right. beat them in the Super Bowl. After they won six, Tom Brady left. They haven't been back. Right? So the, the Super Bowl is very hard to get to. Do I think that the Detroit Lions have a good chance? Sure. Because I believe that they have an equal team to the rest of the contenders within the conference. But that could easily change with any kind of injury, right? Or or or, or players not playing as well. What if Jameer Gibbs and Aiden Hutchinson have down years next year, right? That's true. What that if, true. what if, what if Jared Goff, God forbid, were to get injured, right? Like, what's going to happen within? They're they're going to be screwed. Like any, but do they have the foundation? Yes. Do they have the talent? Yes. Can they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. We'll see. Man, for me, man is. It's it's so hard, man, getting that close and getting there, and then you get beat and lose, almost at the that Super sucks, Bowl, man. man. Yeah. I it's I I much rather lose in the wild card round, losing the divisional round, but to get that close and you can taste the Super Bowl and then you don't do man, it, man. That's horrible. Now, now yeah. I, I think Detroit will be back. I think Jerry Goff will be back. They'll have their weapons and what have you. I love Dan Campbell. I love his tenacity. I love him being an, I do he's too. an aggressive coach. He needs to get better though at at coaching spots, man. Yep. He should have taken the points. Yep. He should have yeah. taken the points. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes you got to make smart decisions, and then sometimes, like in this situation, he made an irrational decision. I love his coaching style. He didn't make an irrational decision. decision. He went with what they do. They are a go forward on fourth down team. Now, like the Dallas. point that, but the point that Jake makes is that sometimes you've got to realize when the situation is in your favor, and when you're up, you should take the points. When you're down, you go. For yeah, I got you. Last question. This is it, guys. This is it. This is the one I kind of want to give y'all what I see. This is it right here. I see the Super Bowl ending in three different ways. Neither Kansas City wins close, okay. San Francisco wins close, or or Kansas City blows them out. These are the only three scenarios I can see that happens. Interesting, because I see the opposite. I Hold see on. either as if Good. if they lose. The Niners lose, and 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 Brock Purdy is a reason why. I believe they should move on. 
especially if he messes up. Russell Wilson will be out there. Oh, come on, Kirk man. Cousins. Oh, my God. Omar. Are you kidding Omar, me? Omar, Kirk Cousins will be out there. You're taking old-ass Kirk Cousins, and you're taking washed Russell Wilson Think over about Brock Purdy, who's 24 years old. You have experience. Old. You have tenacity. You have guys, God leaders bless. of men. Why is, why is Cupperty sick right now? If Cupperty didn't have a sinus headache, he would be on right now I'm, to give no, you no, the business. And I'm going to bring it up again on it, Sunday. Man. But I just wanted your first takes because I'm going to ask Cupperty, and I think Cupperty will agree with me, and he'll say, you know what, Jake, you're right. I think he'll say, I think if you lose, and it's a very visible. Remember, guys, Andy Reid lost and kept losing with the Eagles because he never got that quarterback, and he was blamed and blamed. That is true. I, I think I, what I, I scares me is Kyle can be so great, but if yeah. he never gets the quarterback to face the best quarterback in the league or face one of the best and he can't win it, he has to move on. And it's better to move on before you pay that man big money and he, you now owe him so much. I'm just saying. But then, but then Jake, but Jake what, what, if they're losing, it's not his fault. Who do you blame? If they losing, it's not his fault. Who do you you can't put out a blame? Canteen, I'm gonna tell you this, man. The only way I see the Niners losing is if Brock Purdy doesn't play well. Okay. That's the only way I see it happening. I don't see any other way it can happen. Brock Purdy has to play. Jimmy G lost that Super Bowl when he couldn't convert that third down to uh Emmanuel Sanders when he threw it and it didn't reach him. I believe Brock Purdy needs to make a couple of those passes to win this game because Andy Reid is not going to let you, and Steve Spagnola is going to come up with a game plan against it. I'm just saying, before you you buy out this guy, really think about it and look at your history of quarterbacks and look look at what we're dealing with. We had to pay Russ, and now look, we're hurting now. I'm just saying, really think about it. Would it be time for them to move on from Brock Purdy if he loses the Super Bowl and it's his fault? I got you, bro. But I know y'all say no. But Cam, what do you say? Man, the Super Bowl it's hard to it's hard to project right now, man. I <sighs> no, no, no. What do you think about Brock Purdy if he loses? Should the 49ers get rid of him? They they be they stupid get rid of Brock Purdy, man. They, they they got rid of Trey Lance, then they go they gonna go draft another quarterback because they only got Sam Bradford as the backup. I agree, I agree, I what agree. Do do? I agree. We'll get more well, into this. We'll see what happens. Sunday. Hey, I'm telling you. Yes. Hey, so hey, so Sunday yes. we're gonna do uh, Pro Bowl stuff and uh, Super Bowl prediction on Sunday. Sunday we're gonna talk Super Bowl. We'll talk Pro Bowl. We'll talk some more sports, whatever we can get into. Um, so y'all go ahead and subscribe at the. Bottom line, sports, tune in with us on Sunday. Yes, it's an off day from football, but we will be on around uh, probably around 7 Eastern uh, or 8 Eastern. So just look out for us. Subscribe at the Bottom Line Sports. Subscribe at Ball and Buds. You'll see us there. Um, and, and, and by the way, uh, we love you all. Thank you all for turning in. Um, and there was one more thing I forgot to say, and I cannot remember, so whatever. Anyways, be ready. Let's go. Peace.